Y'all want the good news? The good news is this is the last Purple Rain podcast with no football on. Like, that's mm. the good news right now. Because we have football on Thursday. We have the Hall of Fame game. And after that, it's back. Football is indeed back. But more importantly, the Purple Rain podcast is back with the 65th installment, the Patrick McCarry episode. As my mic's mm. falling over, I'm just too excited. But we have a lot <laughs> to talk about. We have, you know, signings, training camp. We're going to talk about it. Right now, you know, where can they find you at? Let us know, please. Yeah, man. Um, big shout out to all you guys watching episode 65 of the Purple Rain podcast. I am Sutton Def. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def. You can just type in those letters you see on the screen there. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get it, we appreciate you guys. And if you didn't know that you can listen to the podcast outside of YouTube, you can go and search it up on your favorite podcast streaming website. But like I said, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def. This cool guy over here, you can find on Twitter at Simply AS10. And on Instagram at simplyas10.prod. And like I said before, we appreciate all of you guys coming out and listening or watching this episode of the Purple Rain Podcast. Make sure you like the video if you're in the live chat right now or even after the fact. You're part of the hashtag replay gang. Make sure you like the video. Also, if you're new here, make sure you subscribe as well. And one last thing, you know, I'm going to stop bugging you guys. One last thing. Instagram. We do have an Instagram as well. Official Purple Rain Podcast Instagram at the Purple Rain Podcast. This QR code right above my head up there. If you scan that, it'll take you right to the Purple Rain Podcast Instagram page. So, Alex, it was a very yeah. eventful, busy weekend, right? How was your weekend? It was lovely. I couldn't have went better. Started off great and it ended great. I mean, for obvious yeah. reasons. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, before we get into anything football related, we do want to bring up all of our guys here in the live chat. Uh, part of the, the Purple Rain gang. You know, Christopher Swain is in the house. What's up, Rain gang? Who was at the stadium practice? Because I was. Yeah, man. A couple of us went out there. Man, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We'll talk about that a little later, too. Our guy Void is in the house. Big shout out to Void. Um, Christopher Swain also brings up a good point. He says, the pads come on tomorrow at training camp. So we're going to find some things out tomorrow. Can't wait to hear about the practice report. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Joker 811 in the house. What's up, the Joker? We appreciate you for coming through. Terrence H, Casper215, Mod Rush is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tony Hendo, what's up, Tony? How you doing tonight, man? Appreciate you for joining the stream. Jason Ridley, always coming through, always showing support. We appreciate you. Lil Set It, Happy Camper. Darius the Official. Darius the Official in the in the house, man. Says, what's up, gang? How you doing, man? Bryce H, Jabari Cruz, Ellis, Unknown Goat, X Lee. You know, we got to show love to everybody, man. We show love to everybody. X Lee, Simply As 10 says, like the damn video. I mean, it's, it's I know that's right, man. We already got about 50 people watching live right now. Make sure you guys like the video. Um, we're going to get into a lot of good stuff tonight. So, yeah, just stick around. Make sure you stick around. Uh, but the whole Rain Gang is in here tonight. Ivan News, J Prime, 235, everybody, everybody. Jason really says headband, son. Yeah, you know it's going to be a good episode when I got on the headband. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you guys are in full effect tonight. Mod Boz in the house. Zach George in here, too. Shout out to Mod Boz. Mod Boz, my guy, my guy. Yeah, but yeah, man. There's there's been a lot of news, a lot of news, Alex, lately, and um, you know, we've kind of we've we missed out on some things since since the last time we had an episode of the Purple Rain podcast. But of course, the biggest news, I guess, we don't have to mince any more words. We can get right into it. The biggest news um that came out in the past week is that the Ravens they they seemingly added that missing piece to the puzzle, right? They added that missing piece, uh, Houston, Justin Houston, that is is a Baltimore Raven. It's actually made official today. Um, mm -hmm. He just signed his contract. Like, he put pen to less paper. Less than two hours ago. Less than two hours ago, literally. Signed a deal for up to uh, $4 million, I believe. A one-year deal, that is. Um, and that is is seemingly like the, 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 the last piece of the puzzle to really make this team or this roster complete for this year. So my question to you, Alex, in the entire Rain Gang, if you're watching live right now, or you're part of the hashtag Replay Gang, or you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you may be listening on. Um, here's the question. Is adding Justin Houston to the Baltimore Ravens, does that still make or does that make the Baltimore Ravens a Super Bowl <clears throat> contending team? Does it put them in the driver's seat? for one of those Super Bowl contending rosters where they just don't have any holes. They, they filled all the voids. Shout out to our guy Void. All the voids on the roster. Um, what does that make the Baltimore Ravens? Are we Super Bowl contenders now, truly? I can't wait to get called like a, a homer. I've been drinking yeah. that purple Kool-Aid. But after the open practice, 
after the Justin Houston signing, yes, we are indeed Super Bowl contenders, and we are better than the Bills. The only mm-hmm. team I put ahead of us is the Kansas City Chiefs. I 100% mean that, like, as a football fan. After watching what them boys did out there, and then getting a guy like Justin Houston who actually has something to play for, his first year out of KC, what are they going to do? They win the whole thing. You don't think that man still has drive to win a ring? Honestly. Yeah. So, yes, I will put us. Yeah, we are Super Bowl contenders now, 100%. Yeah. You know, I agree, Alex. And you know what I think is very interesting? The news that came out that said that Justin Houston actually turned down uh, yeah. more money, like deals with more money involved from other teams because he wants to win a championship. And he knows that he can do that in Baltimore. So that means that, to me, that tells me that that was part of the pitch to Justin oh, yeah. Houston all along. Like, hey, look, we are already low-key Super Bowl contenders. We already have a Super Bowl contending roster. We have a Lamar Jackson who can be the ultimate equalizer and win us games and kind of will us to a championship at some point. We're just missing a couple key pieces, maybe on defense, pass rush. We just need you to come in and kind of fill that void. Shout out to Void again. Um, and yeah, I think that's why we brought him in and that was part of the pitch. And yeah, man, what are you about to say though? We also need things to go our way. Like, let's be honest, in the playoffs, you need those things to go your way to win. I mean, I think about the Bucks last year, that Hail Mary, that went their way. So, uh, a yeah. little few things in the Washington game, that went their way. Uh, the New Orleans game, that went their way. So, like, if we can just get that that good luck, too, because that some stuff of that is just luck, I definitely think we can 100% do it. I mean, and we missed it last year. I mean, if we had that, if it was meant to be, then Tyler Huntley's long pass on fourth down of the Hollywood Brown, it would have been completed. It would have been a touchdown. It just wasn't our year. But this year yeah. now, I remember I walked out of the stadium. I'm like, we can actually win the whole thing. Like, just seeing what the offense was doing is something I really haven't seen in about, what, nine, ten years? Right. So, yeah, I 100% think we can. Yeah, man. It's It really just, like I said before, it feels like we filled every single, like, missing part of the roster. Look at how we ended the uh, 2020 season. We ended on a very bad note, of course. Um, to Ravens fan standard, we would would have liked to see us at least go to the AFC Championship game, at least. Um, yeah. But the biggest holes on our team at that time were one offensive line. You know, our offensive line was like patchwork at that point, and it was just all over the place in the uh, divisional game. Um, and then also our receivers. There were a lot of questions yeah. about our receivers as well. So we have upgrades. Well, we made upgrades to both of those uh, parts of the team. So now it's like, what other what other questions do we have? Alex, can you can you really answer me that question? What other holes do the Ravens have right now? Because we knew it was pass rush before as of two days ago, but what is it right now? Interior line. Actually, no. I'll be honest, line and safety. That's the only two things, but we it's just kind of questioning, okay, can these guys perform at a high level? Guys right. as in whoever our left guard and right tackle will be. That's right. my biggest fear because I saw Owe beat Villanueva. At that, at that open practice. Villanueva, I'm kind of getting a little suspect on him. I'll be 100% yeah. honest. I don't know yeah. how I feel about him. Um, we talked about that, too, um, last episode. Yeah, and then free safety, I mean, there's guys that can make an impact. But at the same time, I mean, Chuck and Elliot, I'm cool with. But, you know, to have another guy back there would be huge. But instead, we have, like, a Geno Stone, Ardarius Washington. Guys really have proven themselves. That's about it. Those are my yeah. two things. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see you guys' initial reactions to um, the Justin Houston signing here in the chat. See if you guys like it. Do we love it? Are we are we contenders now? Jason Ridley says we've been contenders for life. Ooh. We've okay. been contenders for, I'd say, probably about, what, 65% of our existence as a franchise? I think yeah. that's pretty fair to say. Most of the time, we're, we're in the discussion, which is good. Yeah, any year that Kyle Bowler was in it, that doesn't count either. Doesn't count. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Christopher Swain says, the thing that really interested me about the Houston signing was he turned down more money from other teams, like we were talking about, to play for us. He wanted to be a Raven. That tells me something. Yeah, man. Shout just to Marcus going, Recruiter absolutely. Marcus Peters. Big shout out. Yeah, we know Marcus Peters and J- Justin Houston used to play together in uh, Kansas City. And he was, he did play a big role in bringing in um, Justin Houston to Baltimore. Uh, and we we know that Justin Houston wants to be here. You can kind of go back to the video. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, or I'm sure you've seen it, Alex, the video after the uh, last time we played the Colts. Yep. And, like, Justin Houston was talking to Lamar. Yep. yep. I mean, that tells you right there that, like, he is, like, that veteran, like, kind of presence. You you know you got a veteran leader when he's going to the other team's, um, you know, 
MVP or quarterback or whoever after the game and just kind of hyping him up and giving him props and things like that. I say, you know, that guy's been around a while. Unlike, I don't know, a Baker Mayfield after a tough loss, he doesn't even want to shake Lamar's hand. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know, just some underhanded Baker shade there. But anyway, anyway, like uh, you I'm said, Christopher Swain. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> me and Brown Slander go together. Like, I know, uh, man. But I'm, I'm all with it. I'm all with it. Yeah. Uh, Dewan 100 says we're going to beat the Chiefs. I, I think it's 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 very okay. possible. Week two, I think what, we can knock them off. When Gerald is in here, bring this up again, please. When Gerald we Lawson will. comes in here, gotta bring this up because I have yeah. I gotta make definitely say something. I gotta say something. Yeah, Love West says we just need a good ball hawk safety. So you guys, are you guys not believing in Deshaun Elliott to round things out back there? Is he just a hard hitting safety? I mean, we could see Jimmy Smith at safety. I mean, I'm not gonna definitely rule that out. I wouldn't be against mm-hmm. that. Maybe see some matches right. with him. Um, Fair enough. But I think I think you're right. We didn't have enough interceptions last year. Just turnovers yeah. in general. That was that was that's kind of what lost us the game. You know the turnover battle against the Bills. They had that pick six. What did we have? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that we had enough sacks last season. And my guy Raven Ron brings up a point here. Says we were Super Bowl contenders before Justin Houston. Super Bowl favorites if Oway alone has eight plus sacks. Now, if Oway were to go out and get eight plus sacks, I think that we're definitely a Super Bowl team. That means that things are going really, really well on defense. That means that the secondary is not even having to do as much work, you know, which would be a great thing. But I think that the fact that we're bringing in a guy in Justin Houston who did have eight sacks uh, last season, which is what double the amount of anybody else. Who no, had last um, Judon had six, but here was my issue with Judon. I was actually talking about it with my dad. Hmm. Judon had two sacks against the Washington football team. Those don't count against Dwayne Haskins. They don't count. And he had some against just he, – he had like one meaningful sack, I believe, that was against the Tennessee Titans. Besides right. that, name me a time when he stepped up to the plate in a big game for us. He didn't. And Gakwe did. And Gakwe had a forced fumble against the Bills that we didn't get it back. Justin Houston, on the other hand, I looked at his sacks and what games they were in. Big games. Packers. Mm-hmm. If they lose that game, their season's not looking too good. He has a huge sack on Aaron Rodgers, I believe, on third down. That's what we are asking for. Now, now Alex, plays. let me ask you this. When you were watching Justin Houston footage, like film, did you see him getting home a lot with a four-man rush, or how many were they sending typically? The cold barely blitzed. Barely. Mm, that's that's interesting. Of course, Buck there, too. So mm. that helped him out for sure. But we'll yeah. have to see. I mean, our, our, our D line isn't, isn't any scrubs on there either. Oh, definitely not. Come on, man. Yeah. We've been talking about it like all offseason. We just need somebody competent at pass rush. And I think Justin Houston is more than competent. And the reason why I say that is because, and I say it all the time here on the Purple Rain podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe, by the way. But I say it all the time here on the show. We have Derek Wolf, Calais Campbell, Justin Matabike, Brandon Williams, guys that are going to shrink in the offensive line and make more space on the edges for those edge rushers to get oh, home and after the quarterback. Exactly. Oh, way with the speed that he has. And then Justin Houston as well. And my guy, Christopher Swain, actually, um, he hit us up. He reached out to us on the Purple Rain Podcast Instagram. Again, you can follow us on Instagram just by scanning that QR code up there. He messaged us on Instagram and was basically just saying like, it's a great pickup getting Justin Houston because we get that veteran presence in the locker room, somebody who can be in Odafe Owe's ear, somebody who can be in Dalen Hayes' ear, you know, just kind of teaching them, helping them along. And speaking of Dalen Hayes and Odafe Owe, they've already been making, you know, strides in training camp, showing a lot of promise. And we'll bring up some of the highlights uh, courtesy of Simply as 10 in a minute. Normal year. You know? Yeah, when it's a normal season. Um, but yeah, man, I just think getting, getting in Justin Houston is definitely huge for us. It's definitely huge. But uh, just and, moving, yeah. In 2019, he had 11 sacks. In 2014, this Oof. man had 22 sacks. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, man, we're talking about somebody who's bringing in production. This is actual production. I think Wink Martindale is going to have a field day with his defense this year. With the personnel that he has, he's going to have a field day. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get to our first Super Chat donation of the night. This one comes from... Comes from uh, our friend Happy Camper. Happy Camper. I'm a happy Thank you camper. so much. Like you. I am too. Thank you so much, Happy Camper, for your donation. We appreciate you. It says, with the addition of Justin Houston, you'll see the rise of the Birds of Prey defense here in Baltimore. 
corners will pop off now that we have a pass rush. Yeah, man. It, that could be the missing piece of getting those interceptions up. Getting those I was saying it. The ball out. Yeah, I said it on Twitter like a week or two ago because when the news that Chandler Jones wanted to be traded, I said if we bring in a pass rusher like a Chandler Jones or you know even like a Justin Houston or whoever, um, that's going to basically open up more opportunities for the DBs to get interceptions because you get pressure. Those quarterbacks, look at what Ryan Tannehill did in the uh, playoff game against us. The moment that not, you got good pressure on him, he threw it anywhere. He just threw it up anywhere. And that's what happens with these guys. So I think that with the addition of a veteran pass rusher, somebody who actually gets after the quarterback, finishes um, with the sacks and has the numbers to show for it, uh, we're going to get a lot more big plays out of the secondary because of that as well. Can't argue with that. Fingers yeah. crossed. Happy Camper also says, also go PRP. Thank oh, you so much. We you. appreciate you. <laughs> Um, all right, scrolling down here, see what else you guys have about Justin Houston. Click one says, Shout out to Click One says, What if Houston plays like he's from Ball So Hard University? Okay, channels also channeling his big shout out to Click One, yeah. who actually saw me at the open practice, gave me a little dap up. So, big shout out to you, Click One. Thank you. Nice, nice, nice. Shout out to Click One. Um, Raven Ron says, Rain Gang, Colts played 4-3 last year. Chiefs played 4-3. How will Houston fit into our 3-4 defense? Mm. I don't this know. is a good one. I think As that he's gonna be he's gonna be rotational. He's gonna be rotational. Yeah. He's not gonna be in, you know, every down As guy, that sort of thing. Right. So I think you'll see Wink work him in probably on a lot of third downs. Big third downs will be in there um when they're changing up the uh the scheme, but Second and longs, obviously. Yeah, second and longs, things like that. But you, you bring up a good point there. How would he fit into our, like our three four defense? Um, obviously, he's not going to be playing with his hand in the dirt at all. But it's it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. And I, and I know Wink would probably he'll drop in the coverage, and you know mm-hmm. Wink's intricate blitzes. I, I think there was a blitz against the Titans when Queen got to Tannehill. He had I think both of our edge rushers act like they're going to blitz. And somebody in the middle of the field uh, dropped back, and then Queen came through because like the whole line was just confused. And then Queen I tweeted about that. Tannehill, play. Yeah, Tannehill throws a pick to that was crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah. So I think that it's just going to make it even better for Wink. Like Wink's about to just have a field day. Just what yeah. we've given him is going to be fun to watch. Let's see. Um, we got our guy KLA Sports in the building. Big, big shout out to KLA Sports, another Purple Rain pioneer. Says, I like the Houston signing. He's still very productive, and he's played as a 3-4 outside linebacker in Kansas City and a 4-3 DN in Indianapolis. So he's been he'll everywhere. For, he'll play both positions here. <laughs> I'll just yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, Spencer the Realist says, I feel like we are set up very well to be Super Bowl contenders, that is. I think it will be all up to Lamar's progression. We will go as far as Lamar carries us. He's got the wideouts now. No excuses. Prove the media wrong. Good points there, too. I like that. I like that. I like it a lot. By the way, guys, we do have about 90 people watching live right now. Make sure you guys go ahead and like the video and subscribe to the channel as well if you are enjoying the Ravens content tonight. Uh, And listen, there's going to be a lot more Purple Rain podcast content coming your way very, very soon. The season starts very, very soon. It's officially 12 days from Ravens football. Uh, when we play the Saints in our first preseason game. So make sure you guys subscribe. Subscribe. Lock into the Purple yeah, Rain right. Podcast channel. If you're going to be at that Ravens Saints game, make sure that you uh, meet up with our guy Simply AS10. First well, let's see. behind the Ravens bench. Can I use this comment to segue into something else real quick? Sure. Speaking of the wideouts... If James Prochet does not make the 53-man roster, I will be at one winning drive with a pitchfork and a torch absolutely Mm. just protesting because that man has caught anything and everything coming his way, making cuts. An amazing route runner, amazing hands, maybe the best hands on the team, if you want to be honest, catching everything. This man deserves a spot and deserves some play time. Give it to him. Got to just get out of the way. Got to get that out the way. Yeah, and I know why you're saying that. I watched him at the uh, the live uh, training camp practice at the stadium the other day. He looked very good, man. 
he looked very good. And like you said, man, he's got glue on his hands or something because he doesn't drop anything. What do they call stick them back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like (laughs) they, he, he does not drop anything, man. And it's, it's crazy to watch that. Well, it's crazy to think that we really didn't get to see him in action at all last season, you know, two targets, one catch. Right. Exactly. That's well documented by our guys simply. But I think that this year, especially with preseason, man, preseason is definitely going to have to be his time to shine. Speaking of uh, preseason, not only will it be Prochet's time to shine, but also our guy Miles Boykin is going to have to step it up, man, right? Oh, boy. I mean, the Boykin hate, it's so easy to hop on the Boykin uh, you know, hate train. But yeah. I'm going to be honest, he's, he's doing it to himself now. He's going to pull up today. Uh, he dropped two passes before leaving camp with injury. He dropped, I think, one or two at the open practice, and he had some drops before. The only thing his saving grace is that he can block. Besides that, how important is that to this offense? We'll find out. But also, I want to see when the pads come on, maybe other guys, you know, don't look as good. Maybe Boykin looks good. That could be the only thing that could maybe keep him on this team. But besides that, it's not looking good for Mr. Miles Boykin. Not looking good at all. And with that said, by the way, guys, we're transitioning into kind of like some training camp news here, talking about things uh, we've been seeing recently, all the updates and everything like that. Um, you guys have been saying Boykin's been having it rough lately. He's been having it rough lately. I remember on the last episode of the Purple Rain podcast, if you didn't watch that, go check out the last episode, episode 64. Um, I was saying that, I don't know, man, I feel like Miles Boykin, he gets kind of a bad rap, you know? Like he is probably, he was probably in our top four top four most productive receivers last season. And, you know, for him to just, I don't know, he just kind of gets shit on a lot by Ravens fans and just everyone, you know? There's a very short and leash with him. But Hollywood very has short the same leash. short leash. He, has, he had that same short After that tweet, fans were quick to write him off. Yeah. But Hollywood, he came back and he kind of, like, proved that, like, okay, he is that guy. You know, Boykin has never really proved to us that he is that guy. And I get that that's the issue that a lot of Ravens fans have with him, because you look at a guy like Miles Boykin, you look at his frame. What is he like? Six, three, six, four. Mm -hmm. Pretty tall guy. You know what I mean? He's he's actually pretty fast as well with his frame, his build and his like physical abilities. You would expect him to be that guy on our offense. But he just simply is. And I feel like that frustrates uh, a lot of Ravens fans, me myself included, you know, and I'm sure I might be able to speak for you as well. Like, if you have like a big body receiver like that, us Ravens fans, at least us Ravens fans who know anything about anything Ravens related, we want our big body receivers to resemble a guy like Anquan Bolden. You know, we just do. And we were spoiled with that years ago, but hey, that works. And Miles Boykin isn't that. And our guy DG, uh, DG here says uh, Boykin should convert to tight end. I, I mean, again, we, we've talked about that multiple times here on this podcast, I right? I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it's. Yeah. I think just because Darren Waller did it, that doesn't mean I think I don't think Boyd can can do it like Waller. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see what else here. Kimberly Kimberly Harmon chimes in. Shout out to you, Kimberly. Says I hope Lamar Jackson will be at practice or preseason. It won't be the same if he won't be there with the team. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, I get there. that. Yeah. He should be there. But this is precious time. This is precious time that, you know, we yeah, are losing. Yeah, just three with Watkins and Bacon. Mm. Right. And Tyler Walker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Josh Price says, preseason still hasn't happened, though. Boykin could ball out. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I, mean, I said when, before. When the pads come on. I mean, Bateman and, and Wallace don't know what it's like when those pads, like when Marlon can be physical with you, you'll find out. So that's why mm. I'm not going to completely say no, but I'm saying it's just not looking good for me. Say that. Does Boykin, I feel like Boykin needs to get what? A couple scores in the preseason, two, three touchdowns, really show his worth. Because I don't think blocking is going to be enough to get him on the roster this year. Consistently make catches. I'm talking about like, you got to go up there and catch. I think for me, when we draft a Boykin, because I have nightmares of AJ Green in the mid 2010s just torching the Ravens. That's what I thought he was going to be like for us. A big guy can go out there and catch it, can run the routes, maybe a little bit of speed. But I was let down by that. So maybe just – I'm going to go four touchdowns, mm. maybe 15 catches in four games. I mean, you're fighting for your life out there. Yeah, yeah, because Prochet is definitely 
right on his tails, right on his tails for sure. Um, let's see. Jabari Cruz Ellis says it's time to start. Well, it's time to start thinking about trading him. It's not working out with Boykin. I get that. What can we get? What can we get for him? Listen, if we trade a Vedic for a fifth, we could definitely get like a fifth for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Shamil Malik joins the conversation. Says I'm all for Miles Boykin succeeding, but honestly, Alex said it. He's been doing it to himself. Hollywood is super underappreciated by our fans. He's the man at the receiver position in Baltimore. So uh, Shamil Malik, they're doubling down on the whole Hollywood Brown is a wide receiver one take, which I know my guy Alex agrees with for sure. But I don't know, man. I think our wide receiver one might be Rashad Bateman. We'll talk about that fella in a little bit, too. Um, but, yeah, just going back to uh, the whole training camp thing. There's a lot to talk about. There was a lot to talk about, even from just Saturday, even from just Saturday. Real quick, though, we do have our guy Gerald in the house. Says, Gerald, what up, PRP? What's up, I Gerald? Think, I think I got to change my prediction for week two. It's getting hard. It's getting hard. Mm. But I'm still, Alex, I'm still rocking with us beating the Chiefs anti championship game. Remember, Anthony Avery game stealing interception to win it. I'm still rocking on that. But week two now, I mean, first game back, like that stadium got so loud with what, 23,000 people in there? When we're yeah. at 70, 80,000, I don't think they're ready for how loud that's going to get. It's about to be rocking. Yeah, it is about to be rocking, man. And you know how Lamar Jackson and that offense, they feed off of the crowd's energy. That's what he yeah. said that happened in 2019. So we're about to see that again. Um, now, I think what you're saying is interesting that you're saying that um, you now with the addition of Justin Houston, you think we can beat the Chiefs week two. So what and you're saying is... The offense. Not, it's not just the way it. the offense was working with just backup quarterbacks and just seeing it in person, you know, seeing Sammy Watkins, seeing Rashad, yeah. hell, seeing James Prochet, and, and right. seeing Josh Oliver. Oh my! Ooh, goodness. yeah, yeah. Yes. He was he was cooking yeah. too. It, I mean, I'm not gonna fully say bank it, but I'm I'm kind of I'm at like a forty percent. If I get that fifty, then it might start g- gaining momentum. I don't know. Can the real question about that game is can Justin Houston beat Orlando Brown around the corner and get to Patrick Mahomes? Mm. I tell you what, I was when I was making my Tyler Huntley video, I did see Orlando Brown Jr. get beat against the Jaguars, and Huntley kind of saved himself. But man, yeah. Orlando Brown has some work to do at left tackle. Give him that. But um, wishing oh. all the best for him. But I wouldn't be surprised if Houston or Oway gets a sack on him. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. Um, let's go ahead and show you guys some of the uh, the footage from training camp. Actually, bring some of that up so you guys can see. Some of the reps, mm. like you got Trace McSorley in there. Oh man, wow. this was beautiful. I remember watching oh, that. <laughs> that was beautiful. Every yes. angle of this is just Rashad Bateman. And for, for those of you guys who don't know what you're watching, Rashad Bateman beating Marlon Humphrey on a deep route uh, and catching that touchdown pass from Trace McSorley. Just beautiful to watch, man. He threw it on a dime. Like he was threw it on a dime, to. man. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and you're just seeing some more action here. Huntley to Dobbins. That was nice. I love how light Dobbins is on his feet. We saw He's that so even small. last year. He's, He's so small. Like, yeah. When they were like running it up the middle, like just seeing him come out of that just pile, and he's like the smallest guy by like a foot. It was pretty funny. Yeah, man. He's 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 really good. He's really good. I'm so excited for J.K. Dobbins. As I was saying last episode as well. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about backup quarterback. Really quick. Okay. Okay. Um, Trace McSorley, Tyler Huntley. I know you just made a video on Huntley. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like, who should be QB two? Um, it, there's no clear winner. Here's my assessment, though. It seemed like when it was Huntley, he was getting, he was like panicking in the pocket. I don't know if you saw mm. that. Like when he was getting just like clothes on, he's like looking around, looking around, looking around. You know, Happy I saw feet. Trace. Yeah, I saw Trace roll out. But what I do like with Huntley, Huntley's deep ball is actually like beautiful. Mm. That is a beautiful deep ball. And then McSorley has some ducks in his game. There, There's both their positives and their negatives. But right yeah. now, I give it a little bit to Huntley just because of what he did last year. But Trace isn't far behind. It can go – it can flip-flop either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know. It's hard for me to say either one. I just like how Trace McSorley came up big in that Pittsburgh game. You know, he did. And Cleveland. And Cleveland. Like, he threw that touchdown, and he was working his way down the field uh, against Cleveland. But 
I don't know, man. This right, this, Huntley, is, this deep ball was beautiful, man. Ah, oh. I don't know, man. Huntley, it's just hard to tell. They're like neck and neck for me. I I wouldn't yeah. mind either one. I'm not mad at either one, but I don't know. If I had to pick, I might go McSorley only because of what I had seen him do, just like on a moment's notice with like second and third string guys. You know, um, playing with him against the Steelers that time when the Ravens were riddled with COVID, you know, I, I would go with Trace. But yeah. Tyler Huntley is definitely he's definitely the real deal, too, man. Definitely the real deal. Uh, all right. Let's see what you guys have here in the chat. I see some of you guys talking about. Yeah. Christopher Swain bringing up that touchdown from Rashad Bateman on Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, man, that that really opened my eyes. And like I was watching that live at the stadium of course um and just seeing bateman not only get around and get to the outside on marlon humphrey but then just have the speed put on the burners to beat him deep and again this is without pads you know uh but still like he had the speed to get on the outside and beat him deep down the field and then make that catch inbounds for the touchdown that that was very telling if you can do that as a rookie on a top five corner in the nfl then like, hey, I think you're destined for pretty good things, pretty big things. Uh, voice said Bateman looked six uh, two on that play. Yeah, man, he looked he looked really good. He looked Damn really man. good on that play. Bateman cooked him. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, At the end of that play, did you see like yeah. Marlon stepped on Bateman's foot? That could have been bad. That could have been very, very, very bad. Thankfully, he's good. I don't know if you I saw didn't see that, that. In that play. Yeah, like he stepped on his foot. His foot like went went a different way. But we're good. We're good. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. I saw like Marlon tried to like knock the ball out like um right at the end, but Bateman held on to it. That was also really nice to see too. Um, here's some uh training camp footage of I believe this is your yeah from today yeah yeah okay and also and receivers too. Dion Kane impressed me. He had a great mm-hmm. like toe tap touchdown in the end zone. Um, I think he'll make the practice squad. It will not surprise me. I can see. What about uh Jalen Moore? He looked good too. Our, it's like there's really no bad receiver. Don't say I'm, I know people are thinking who to say, but like there's like no bad receiver that compared to what we've had before in preseason, I'm liking him. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Jared Baker says, when does Lamar come back? I believe the expectation for him to come back is like Friday at the earliest. Okay. I believe um that's what uh, Jeff Zaribat could put out earlier today. Um, Friday at the earliest, Friday or Saturday. Um. Click one says if they had pads on, then Humphrey would have had the clamps on him. Hmm. Sure, maybe. Maybe he would have got hands on him at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have been the exact same, but still, that is very promising from Bateman. Uh, Jason really says, OMG, guys, Bateman is 6'2, 6'3 with cleats on. They measure guys without cleats on, so that's that is why he's listed as six foot six one. Yeah, man. Okay, he's I'll actually. If he's yeah. making plays, I'm going to be fine with yeah. that. Yeah. It looks like he's making plays, and I believe that uh, Bateman catch is coming up again in just a second. And here's a Josh Oliver catches Chuck Clark over him. That really opened my eyes. And then here's the, the Bateman touchdown right by him. Just look at that concentration, look at right that there. focused. Foot, look at his foot, though. Like You'll see it. Uh, it was like if at the very back, end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll watch. We'll watch it again. Yeah, this is a good angle. Like right here. Right there. Okay. That could have been really bad. Yeah. Could have been bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that too. His like right foot kind of dragged. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, I even like Bateman getting up and kind of like showing off after that, you know, like kind of flexing on Marlon. Like, yeah, you're you're a top five corner in the world, but I'm still going to catch this touchdown over you, you know, in front of our fans. (laughs) I'm a rookie. That that is definitely very, very promising, man. And I I really, really do hope that Lamar Jackson and um, Rashad Bateman can get that chemistry going Mm -hmm. uh, sooner than later, sooner than later. I want to see them early and often like get together, like, you know link up on plays and things like that, because I think he can truly be our wide receiver one. I, I just really do, man. I really do. And if he, if he can be our wide receiver one, like over Hollywood, I think that would make us even more of contenders because I, I like Hollywood 
as more of like a uh, a one B. I know we talk about the whole one A one B thing with Hollywood. I like him as the one B, like kind of like the deep threat. You know what I mean? The big play, the spat, the splash play, the the, the Hollywood. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I want from him. I want like Bateman, and then we haven't even talked about Sammy Watkins this episode yet, but those guys working over the middle and kind of being like the main receivers. And of course we always have Mark Andrews. Uh, but I don't want to keep talking about the whole wide receiver one thing. I know you think it's going to be Hollywood Brown. My prediction is Bateman. We'll see about that later in the season, but uh, yeah. What were some other takeaways for you from my uh, training camp, my man? We ran some screens. And I loved it. There was a screen to Sammy Watkins we saw, and it was a beautiful design screen by Greg Roman. Then we had, Kind of reminded me of arena football. He had, he had James Prochet go in motion, like behind the running back and McSorley, who was in the pistol. Then Prochet runs right back left, and it was like just a pass to him. Really like that. Um, and then I think people just overreacted with the defense. Like it was kind of more of the offense doing their thing. I mean, for the fans, the fans want to see that. And I guess the the defense was doing good when it was taking them a while to get the ball out because they yeah. couldn't get to the quarterback. Um, but that's about it. Then Malik Harrison had a pick. He looked good. He did. I gotta give yeah. Malik. Malik's gonna have a good year. A really good year. Malik Malik Harrison is another like overlooked and underrated player, I think, on our roster. Like we we always talk about Patrick Queen. And we definitely expect Patrick Queen to have a great year too. But Malik Harrison, like, especially later on in the year, he really brought that pressure and that intensity in some of the bigger games that we had, like in more physical games, like Guys like Malik Harrison, they're everything in games against, you know, teams like the Tennessee Titans, games against teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, Cleveland Browns, like those those physical games. He is he shows up, you know, he shows up. I've seen him tackle Derrick Henry one on one at the uh, point of attack at the line of scrimmage. Like he's he's that guy. You know, I definitely expect him to uh, take a big leap in a year two for him, especially with the whole normal season, normal offseason or at least somewhat normal uh, in preseason, getting everything back to normal, things like that, he's going to have a big year. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And then, uh, did you know see uh, Chris Westry, number 30? You uh, see him? I did see him, yeah. Yeah, uh, he looks like a creative player from Madden. He's absolutely huge. Biggest defensive back we have, and just yeah. long. I kind of, he's what I'm looking forward to in the preseason. Maybe he can get a couple of plays, because that, That'd be a pretty interesting make because he can make the team, I think, because he's had a great training camp so far, but we'll have to see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. Um, All right. Let's see what we have from you guys here. I saw a question. This one is coming from uh, our guy, John Stadelman or Stadelman. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you so much for your question. says, are you concerned with Hollywood's hamstring? Yeah, this is another thing, guys. There's been a lot of injuries, a good deal of injuries to a lot of our guys. So, Alex, how are you feeling about Hollywood's hamstring? He's your wide receiver one. Um, we're only a couple weeks away from the season. Yeah. You, you're nervous? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely nervous. Why wouldn't I be? I mean, Hollywood is like, I'm definitely begging him to have a big year. But with this coming out and then Harbaugh's thing is like more, it's worse than they thought. Okay, how worse? You're talking like a week worse, two weeks. A month puts us at around game time or like six weeks. That's kind of scary. So, yes, I am concerned with his hamstring because he's a receiver. He runs. That's a crucial part of him. So, yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I feel that. But I don't know. I don't question Hollywood Brown's uh, toughness, really. I know he's a smaller guy and, you know, going up against a, a lot of bigger guys most of the time, like he can seem a little bit smaller and that shows, he you know, he'll get tackled, thrown around, whatever. But – I think that Hollywood Brown, he definitely does have a, a level of toughness to him that we don't we don't discuss all that much. Like you got to think uh, his rookie season when he was coming off of yeah. that foot injury or Steve, even still Frank. dealing with that. Yeah, the Liz Frank, that foot injury. Um, he went out and dropped two touchdowns in his rookie debut. Like that's that's huge. You know what I mean? So I think he'll be fine by the time the season rolls around. Um, I think what the Ravens are doing now is that they're just taking as much precautions uh, or precautionary measures as they can. Um, in order to make sure that he's ready to go by the time the season starts. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I mean. I am concerned. I do feel your concern, Alex, but I'm not all that concerned. I'm not all that concerned. But um, we do have a Super Chat donation. This one's coming from our guy, Gerald. All right. Um, <laughs> Gerald, you make me do it again. 
our guy, Gerald. Um, appreciate you so much, man. We appreciate you every time. He says, Rashad Bateman, I predict, will be rookie of the year. See, I, I mean, I like this prediction. I like this prediction, too. I like that. I like it, but I, I can't see it happening. I really can't. Um, there's you have to be a rookie of the year. Come on, there's a quarterback bias in the NFL. I mean, Bateman could have – look at what Justin Jefferson did last year and Justin Herbert. There was a great argument for both, but the fact – I mean, there's just a quarterback bias, and let's just be honest with it. So yeah. I'd rather have him, you know, make me win second year, maybe offensive player of the year, like we saw Michael Thomas when I think a couple years ago. I'm pretty sure he right. won it. But I don't think rookie of the year, it's going to be honest. But I hope fair so. Enough, fair enough. I hope so. Some people might say that guys like Trevor Lawrence would win rookie of the year, like yeah. Zach Wilson or somebody like that. But apparently Trevor Lawrence, threw, Trevor Lawrence threw three picks today in training camp. You got to start Gardner Minshew. Come on now. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I know the mullet's cut off, but come on now. Let me find that out. That right there. That, that. Let us find out. Trevor Lawrence is not all what he's cracked up to be over there in Jacksonville. I don't think Zach. I think Zach close. Wilson is. I think Zach Wilson's Kyle Bowler 2.0. He looks like him. He's really like him. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. And that Scorching picture of him signing the contract looks like he was on the the SAT. Uh, what are they? The SAT banners. Looking like a little kid, so <laughs> man, I don't. Shoo. We'll see. We'll monitor all the rookies, of course. I can't wait to watch Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all those guys. Um, but yeah, uh, move. Notice how he didn't right. say Mac Jones. Exactly. Mac Jones. I forgot about exactly. Mac Jones. No, no. There's a reason why you forgot about him. <laughs> oh, Mac and Cheese. Thank you so much, Joe, for your donation. We appreciate you. Um, let's see what other takes we have from you let's see we got our guys from lunch break hot take in the building big big shout out to them make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to their youtube channel as well they say Very i like the bateman time. pick yeah they say i like the bateman pick but let's put some respect on jamar chase gotta agree jamar chase he recently came out and said that uh his connection with joe burrow feels very similar to that of their connection at uh, lsu as well so that's very interesting we'll have to monitor i that hope too. it works 15 out of the seven no yeah, 15 out of their 17 games. I hope it works. Just not against the Ravens. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Got it. That would be cool to watch, though. It kind of feels like a like a Madden franchise type story, you know. And they have Thad Moss. They're tight end. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's in our division, too. So we're going to have to keep a close eye on the Bengals. Uh, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. All right. Take a couple more here on training camp. What are you guys thinking about training camp? Let's see. Our guy Void chimes in, says, interesting to see the rookie edge rushers compete for defensive rookie of the year. I'm saying Owe gets it. Quiddy pay second, not buying the Ojolari hype. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Where did Ojolari end up going? Giants. Ojolari Giants. Got you. Got you. I mean, I think for me, I'm high on JC Horn. I'm, I liked him out of college. Um, and then, what was it? It was the guy, I think Joe Tyron, I think the guy the Bucks got, Bruce Arians has been like hyping him up. He's like, this guy's look better than like some like vets. Yeah. But obviously I'm hoping Oway can win it because I think that's, that's, that's realistic. I think Oway can definitely win defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. You know, I really, I liked what I saw from Odafe Oway. Uh, and a lot of the training camp videos and what they've been saying about him and some of the reps, but also Dalen Hayes as well. They've been talking about him too. Let and him sleep. Yeah, let him sleep. Let him sleep. And when I was at the training camp uh, practice on Saturday, I saw multiple times Odafe Owe and Dalen Hayes standing next to each other and just kind of like chopping it up, talking and things like that. I love that as well. I love that as well. And I love that they're creating like this friendly competition between each other because that's only going to help the team, you know, in the long run. It's only going to help the team. I definitely see those two guys like making a big impact on this roster uh, this season, man. And just with those not rookies, but uh, veterans in between them, Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, again, all those guys, um, they're going to ball out. I have, yeah. I have a really good feeling about our defense. I don't know if I'm more excited about our defense or our offense now at this point. I'm excited with our linebackers for sure in secondary. Defensive line and edge, like we'll see, but like I, I trust our secondary. I'm looking forward to seeing you know, guys like Averett, um, maybe get more playing time. I'll see Tavon Young. 
Sean Wade didn't look as good, but that comes with time. He won't be thrown into the fire. Yeah. Fingers crossed we'll have injuries. Fingers absolutely crossed. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's multiple reasons why you should be excited for this season with the Ravens. That's a really good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Our guy Terrence H says, from what we've seen so far from Prochet, it's kind of hard not to have him on the team. Yeah, I mean, like, like Alex said, like Alex said, he's been balling out in training camp. He catches pretty much everything. I saw that with my own two eyes in person on Saturday at the training camp practice. The guy, he, he just simply, simply put, he needs more opportunities. He needs more opportunities. It's just not a pump returner. Not there. Not a, it was right. no count. We know he can fill the punt. We know that. We know that much. But and we know he can make a, a clutch catch on third down in a game that we need to win. <laughs> so that says enough for me. Exactly. That says enough for me. Uh, Alex, I wanted to ask you about this though. Um, Rob Ryan, the linebackers I, coach. That's a gut he has. But yeah. Definitely, definitely a gut for sure. But I mean, I like what I saw from him, not only at the uh, the training camp on Saturday. I mean, he was around all his guys. You know, he yeah. tell you he was talking to him, chopping it up with them. Um, Patrick Queen even spoke to that earlier today as well, how he, you know, he kind of chops it up with all the guys and things like that makes him feel comfortable. But also the fact that uh, Rob Ryan, he said something very interesting. I don't know if it kind of hit my ears the same way that it hit your ears, Alex, or the rest of you guys, the rain gang who are watching or listening right now. But he said something about Wink Martindale. He was like, he knows Wink Martindale is going to tear it up as a head coach. Yeah. Eventually. Oh, as a head that, coach? Okay. Let, let's not talk about that now. Okay. Stop it. Hey, but listen, though, I, it got me thinking. It got the juices flowing in my head. You know, the gears moving around. I'm like, hey, eventually, could we possibly see Wink Martindale graduate to that head coach position? Listen, I think Wink Martindale would be great as the Baltimore Ravens head coach. Why? I think he's more aggressive. Than John Harbaugh is. Um, I think he's willing to risk it for the biscuit a little bit more. And he's just willing to be more all in. You know, we can see that in his his strategy and, you know, how he calls the defense. He's blitz heavy guy. He's a blitz heavy guy. Very aggressive. You know, likes to be in your face, that sort of thing. And you can even see that in his face as well. He just seems like that type of guy. Uh, so I don't know. We could very well see. Wink Martindale be the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens and then maybe see Rob Ryan step up to that defensive coordinator position. Your thoughts. Can I make a hot take? Sure. Real quick. I think the players like and respect Wink more than they do Harbaugh. I I, mm. I just think that. I honestly, I mean, the defense loves him. I mean, when does a defense, knock on wood, when do they come out and call out coaches? Yeah. I know it was against Roman, but at the same time, you don't think they thought about Bro, like that's this kind of affects the whole team because it was Snead, right. it was Hollywood, it was Des Bryant. Defensive players didn't. I mean, and then you see Wink he'll always be with the players in those uh, victory photos. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I think Harbaugh's here for a number of years to come, and I do. I do think Wink will eventually be the head coach of another team, but I would like it. I love it. It'd be cool. Mm. It'd be very cool. It'd be very very cool. Um, let's see. What, what, are you, what are you guys thinking about that? Ryan says, uh, if we don't make it to the AFC championship, I want Harbs gone. I don't think happen. he's on that short of a leash. No, he's no, not on that short not. of a leash. So no. I don't know. We would have to be like astronomically bad this season. Like we would have to really, really. Okay, let's not talk about that, please. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not get into that. It's all speculation. It's all speculation. But yeah, um, it, it would be interesting, though, to say the least, for sure. All right. So um, with that being said, that was all I had for uh, training camp. Yeah. What else What else did you have, though? Um, I actually saw on the Ravens website, they uh, were talking about Patrick Queen and like how yeah. he's been looking a lot better in camp and how they expect him to make that jump. And like he was talking about with us, there's no reason for me to believe he, he won't do it. Like he's going to make the next jump. They can go ahead and think that he won't go ahead. Look at that PFF grade because I know – that he's going to make that jump and he's going to be a great linebacker this season. Yeah, definitely believe that too, man. And it just seems like overall, I think that from when we talked to him on the Purple Rain podcast here a few episodes ago, um, from all the interviews that he's done with the Ravens since then, you can tell that his confidence is a lot higher now than yeah. you know we've ever heard him before. 
Uh, and that's that's huge. You know, like you can tell that he's gotten more comfortable. He's kind of settled down in the system. You can tell the game is starting to slow down for him. And I think we'll see that even better once the season starts and he starts wreaking havoc everywhere. Um, like we predicted on the last episode, I think he's going to have more interceptions. I okay. think he's going to have more sacks okay. uh, and just just more quarterback hurries, you know, which I think is also very important as well. You know, uh, so, yeah, I'm just expecting, like you said, a huge year from Patrick Queen, from all of our linebackers, honestly, from Patrick Queen, from uh, Malik Harrison, Tyus Bowser, all those guys. Like, man, I, I think that they're primed to have a really good year. LJ Ford, all those guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, let's go ahead. Uh, that is training camp for you guys. Training camp yeah. has been excellent so far, minus the injuries. Oh, minus, you know, we yeah, want to clean yeah, that minus. up. Yeah, we want to clean those things up. But um, just kind of moving right along here, I think we're going to go ahead and get into our question segment. Yeah, our question segment of the night where you guys can literally ask us any question that you would like to ask us about anything. The official Rain Game Q&A segment. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and throw your questions down in the live chat right now. If you're not watching this episode live. Make sure. Oh, wait, wait. I know you guys are part of the hashtag replay gang. Hi. Hello. We love you guys just as much. But make sure you leave your comments, questions and concerns down below. Yeah. Leave those down below and we will get to those uh, a little later as well. Can um, um, so Real quick. Yeah. We're at 70 likes. Can we get 75? Yeah. Can we get 75? Okay. Lob five, please. Please. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate you guys. Like the video. Also subscribe to the channel as well if you are enjoying the content tonight or today whenever you may be listening or watching tough puppy says hey boys what's up tough puppy how you doing tonight how are you appreciate you uh let's see our first question is going to come from let's see void says madden 20 soundtrack versus the 2k19 soundtrack who wins i don't even remember which songs were on those games so i'm sorry void I don't think I can answer that question for you. But by default, I think I'm going to say Madden 20 because I, I normally don't like the 2K soundtrack. Um, let's see. Really? Oz, the 2K soundtrack this year was good. I like that one. I got to go over those songs again, that track list. Boss says, like the video where the kids don't eat. I'm, don't make me pull it out. Do not. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't make them say it. Don't make them say it. And we do have over 100 people watching live right oh, now. So make sure you guys like this video. You know what? Let's get so like okay. We're at seventy six. Can we get eighty, please? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Can we do that? Is that possible? Yeah. Eighty likes. Like the video. Like the video, guys. All right. Let's see. Our next question is going to come from Devin Duke. Says who will be the best pulling guard? Says Bose is moving to center. Ooh, that's a good question. Intricate question here. Maybe Powers. Also, Powers or or Cleveland. Those are the two guards yeah. we're looking at right now. Which one? I mean, I'd be very interested to know which one looks better in pulling situations and scenarios in training camp because I know they're practicing that. Yeah. Hmm. But they're not really showing it, though. So we'll right. see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. Our guy, Bruh, Bruh chimes in, says, are you concerned about Lamar not getting the vaccine and possibly missing time in the season? Uh, yeah, I, I think we touched on this a little bit last episode. Concerned a little bit, for sure. You know, because who's to say that three, four months from now um, in, you know, the later times of the season, November, December, January, that he doesn't catch it again. And we're in a tough situation. I get it. Cool. But I'm not going to I'm not going to if it's his choice to not get vaccinated, then it's his choice. You know, I'm not going to like cry over spilled milk or anything like that. Like it is what it is. You know, we will move forward regardless, but not wishing that. And we'll again, knock on wood. That this Fingers doesn't crossed. happen again. Fingers crossed. But yeah. Thank you for your question, bruh. Um, Casper215 chimes in and says, What do you think about Lonzo Ball going to the Bulls? I like it. I actually like it. I wanted Derek Rose too, but instead they the Bulls signed Alex Caruso. I'm not, I'm not all with that, but I'm, I'm happy that Lonzo went to the Bulls. Now it's Lonzo, Levine, and Vooch. I can rock with that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lonzo to the Bulls. I mean, for me, it's like I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't think it makes the Bulls that much better at all. Okay, listen, but, all right, you you know what the playoffs feels like. I I haven't. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I just don't see that moving that roster uh 
too far. Let's see. Raven Ron says, how does Oliver look? Josh Oliver, that is. Can he be tight end number two over Nick Boyle? No. Tight end three, yes. Not tight end two. Because yeah. he doesn't bring – Boyle is one of the best blockers. It's like Kittle and Boyle, like best blockers, in my opinion, for tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I agree with that, too, for sure. It's going to be Andrews, Boyle, then Oliver. But um, Oliver is like a Hayden Hurst, though. Minus the blocking, he can catch. Good hands. I mean, it's just staying healthy, which is his biggest problem. So Yeah. Uh, let's see. Larry Davis chimes in. What do you think the signing of Justin Houston will mean for the rookies at linebacker? I think it'll take pressure off of them. Like, Dalen Hayes won't have to be like, okay, well, I have to get all these sacks my first season or I'll get all this play time. Same right. with uh, Owe. Like, Owe can learn from Houston. Now, maybe we can start off with Bowser and Justin Houston. You know, maybe these rookies don't have to get thrown in the fire. So I'm cool with it. And also, Justin Houston has some motivation to play against the Chiefs. So week two, like, we don't have to rely on these rookies. We'll have some vets, which I absolutely love. And I think we realized we made a mistake last year with the linebackers. Yeah. Let's not have a bunch of rookies and maybe like one vet. Let's try to have a couple of vets and then the rookies. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. Same. I agree. I agree. Um, Tough Puppy chimes in, says, who starts as wide receiver one at the start of the season and who will be wide receiver one at the end of the season? This is a pretty interesting question because going into the season, we don't know if Hollywood Brown is going to be 100%. Yeah. So with that being said, and are we counting? I mean, I assume we're not counting, of course, Mark Andrews as a receiver. No. Um, but – I think it'll probably end up being Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins, or um, maybe Bateman. I feel like Watkins might be in there a little bit more, though. Okay. I'm going Hollywood, Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood? Yeah, is there any question? I mean, was there any doubt what I would say? But yeah. If Hollywood doesn't go into the season 100%, I'm going to go Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman. Okay, that's fair. Um, Chris Reed chimes in. Do you guys think that we have a top five best overall team? I see no holes. Also, Justin Jefferson type impact from Rashad Bateman this year or no? I mean, top five, I go Chiefs, Bucks, Ravens, Chiefs, Bucks, Ravens, Packers, Bills. That's my top five. I think, I mean, I think Ravens right now with that Houston and like with what we've gained, I definitely think we're a top three team. Why not? Yeah. It's funny that you say that because according to ESPN's Max Kellerman, uh, he's got the Browns, the Colts, the Dolphins. The Browns with Jevy and Clowney who can't even do a simple drill. I did that drill when I was like seven. I didn't bust my ass. Come on now. Yep. So there's that. There's that. Uh, But (laughs) Justin Jefferson type impact from Rashad Bateman this year. I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no. Justin Jefferson, not to the level that Justin Jefferson did it, because he won't have as many opportunities as Justin Jefferson has um, or had in his rookie season. So, yeah. But I do think that he will have a really solid impact, though. I definitely do think that for sure. Um, So let's see. Justin Hayes says, are we getting at least eight sacks apiece from Calais Campbell and Justin Houston? Okay, so I was in lunch break hot take stream, I believe, on Saturday. We were talking about Clayus Campbell. He had four sacks last year. You take away the Eagles game, he has one sack the whole year. He's not that pass rushing threat he once was. So I'll maybe give him two or three sacks. Can Matabike get five to six? That's the question. I think that Matabike scores at least four to five. I think he does this season. Let's get um, percentage. I'll give it maybe like a, a 30 to a 40% chance. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, next question is going to come from Darius, the official. Thank you so much, man. It says, do you guys like this starting wide receivers? Bateman, Hollywood, Prochet, and maybe Wallace. Whoa. Also can't wait to see y'all at the Saints game. No Sammy Brooklyn Watkins. Tyler and Wallace over there over Sammy Watkins. How we doing, Darius? What are you doing? Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Did you, mean, did you mean to do that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. No Sammy. Uh, apparently, Sammy Watkins struggled. In training camp today, the whole offense, I believe, struggled. Yeah, yeah, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. Uh, Adit Mamou says, "If given six hours, would you be able to finish that meal that Giannis had after winning the NBA Finals? What what meal was that? I think it was McDonald's, I believe. Or was it Chick Fil A? He got the nuggets. If it was Chick Fil A, then yes. If it was McDonald's, no. 
I think it was yeah. If it was the Chick Fil A like fifty nuggets, can I finish yeah. that in six hours? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can finish that in way less than six hours. Actually. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Let's see. J Prime two three five. After signing Justin Houston, do you think this makes our defense better? Absolutely, for sure. Uh, of course. Andre Mira says, "Does anyone see the Ravens really going after Todd Gurley now that we have someone to fill our pass rush needs?" Don't see us going after Todd Gurley at this point. Because Justice Hill was making plays on special teams, and he he's fast. Yeah, Justice Hill will have a little bit of an impact. For you. Let's see. Milo two two six says, "Do you guys think that Miles Boykin? Well, sorry, will make this roster based off of us not hearing too much about him wowing the coaches? Not looking too good right now, but it could get better." Yeah, mm, I don't know. Is, I feel like the hard. coaches like Miles Boykin. I feel yeah, like they like so do I. So do I. Yeah. Uh, Larry Davis says, if the Ravens can improve the passing game to 15th or middle of the pack, which would be a huge improvement, will it make them good enough to beat KC? The answer for me to that question is yes. Yes. Uh, because if we're 15th or middle of the pack in passing, um, and then we're top five in running, that, that tells me that we are balanced. Yes, we have our strengths, which is running the football, but at least we're balanced. You know, we're not first at this thing and then last at the other thing. That's what's important. We need the balance. If we can get that, like you said, Larry, uh, to 15th or middle of the pack, we'll be straight. What do you think? This isn't going to go down well. Oh, boy. Um, we should have beaten them uh, the first year and the second year. But the coaching. Um, yeah, we could have beaten them, but our coaching absolutely screwed us, and that's what they have better than us, coaching. So I don't. our passing game could have been 32nd and we were first rushing. Like, in the end, our coaching screwed us. So, yeah, they could be. But my biggest thing is how will Harbaugh and company do? Right, right. Um, okay, so we'll take a couple more from you guys, maybe one or two more. Uh, Mike G, Mike G chiming in, says, when is the Purple Rain Fantasy League starting up? Listen, guys, that league is going to start up, I will say, in two weeks. Two weeks. You heard it here first. On episode 65 of the Purple Rain podcast, the official Purple Rain Fantasy League will be starting up in two weeks. So if you're watching this live right now, listening, whatever, however you're listening or watching, leave a comment wherever you can. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can't leave a comment. Reach out to one of us on Instagram or Twitter at Sutton Death at Simply AS10 or the actual official Purple Rain podcast Instagram as well. Reach out to us and tell us that you want to be in the league because we got to start making a head count. Uh, we can only get, of course, like 10 or 12 people in the league. Yeah. Um, but we're going to, I think it's probably going to be first come first serve and yep. maybe we'll open it up after like 24 hours or something like that. Just to give everybody, just to give everyone a, a fair chance to get in. Uh, but yeah, just make sure if you do want to join the fantasy league, leave your uh, comment down below telling us that you want to join or just reach out to one of us on Twitter or Instagram and we will get you in there. We'll get yep. you in there. Um, but yeah, let's see. We have one more question here. This one is going to come from, Mallow 226 at simply is 10. Why do you not think we will beat Kansas City week two after they play a run heavy Browns team week one? Okay, I see a question asking about the coaching versus Casey. I'm telling you the coaching. The first time we played them, why in the hell do you have Eric Weddle and CJ Mosley on Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in the game? All right. The second time we play them, why the hell are you going for two point conversions? What is the point? And then why the hell do we have Demarcus Robinson all alone? All alone, and makes a one-handed catch by himself. We were shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, yeah. But either way, the Browns, the Browns, they don't start off good. Look at them in week ones in prior years. They'll lose. So that really doesn't mean much to me. I don't care if it's a, a different Browns. No, they're still the same Browns with me. I don't care. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that, um, yeah, let's see. One more. This one's going to come from Raven Ron. Who would be the better date, Cardi B or Megan the Stallion? I, go for my money, I'm going to go Megan. I'm going to go Megan the Stallion. She seems like the nicer girl. I'm going to go in Megan the Stallion for sure on that one. Although, remember um, that GEZ video with her? That probably wouldn't go down well for me. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's what started the downfall. They, they, uh, they lit her up for that. That was hilarious. Good times. Good and times. Easy turn his like whole thing black. Yeah, that same thing yeah. happened. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's gonna do it for us for the question segment and for episode sixty-five of the Purple Rain podcast. We appreciate all of you guys for coming through 
and uh, watching and or listening to this episode. Uh, make Can sure you like the video. Likes? Five more yeah. likes. We're at 85, yeah. I believe. Five yeah. More. Like the video. Make sure you guys like the video. If you're not watching live on YouTube or on YouTube at all, make sure you come over to YouTube so you can see our faces. Cool. Maybe you can see us live, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming through to episode 65 of the Propane Podcast. I am Sutton Def. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def. And this guy, Simply AS10, you can find him on Twitter at Simply AS10 and on Instagram at Simply AS10.prod. And real quick, uh, see our boy Don C isn't here. What's up, Don? Hope you can watch the Don? Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. Like Terrence says, hit that like. Hit that like for sure. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to let my guy Alex take us out. And as always, thank you for coming through to episode 65, the Patrick Mankari episode. And no, we didn't fumble the snap. This one through mm. perfect. Okay? No shade. Sorry. Um, but yeah, have a great night. Have a great week. We love you. See you on Thursday. Stay positive, test negative. And most importantly, call God. We're going to catch you guys in the next.